0: Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, send her away for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus' homage saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, please, Lord, For even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. As we get closer to the school year, it's good to see more and more friendly faces make their way back to Madison as we prepare for another school year. Um, And we're very much looking forward to all that this year has to offer. But I wanna just dive today right into the readings because the readings are absolutely fascinating today. A little bit confusing, a little bit mysterious. Why is Jesus acting the way he, he does? Why is he saying the things he says? And in many ways, today just a little bit of history and a little bit of geography makes all the difference in the world to understand what our Lord is trying to teach us today. Because we have this, this gospel where this woman is praised for her faith. O oh woman, great is your faith. And yet, just a few lines earlier, our Lord says, I should not take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Literally referring to this woman as a dog something that is as as offensive today as it would have been 2000 years ago. So how and why and what what's really going on here is the great question. And again, context with in the sense of a little bit of history and a little bit of geography helps out a lot. Because there's a couple of keys that help us to know this. One is that this woman refers to Jesus as the son of David. The son of David King David, this great figure in the history of Israel who united all of Israel, built the temple in Jerusalem, and had an international kingdom where people were coming to Jerusalem to worship the God of Israel, this incredible united kingdom. And then following David, Solomon, the son of David, also, I'm sorry, actually Solomon is the one who builds the temple, Um, David brings it to Jerusalem, Solomon builds this temple and now all the world comes to worship God, a united Israel. And yet Jesus says something very unique, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now us in our kind of modern context, when we think of lost sheep or when we think of who Jesus came, we often think the poor the outcasts, the marginalized, right? Those really in need of God's help, right? And it would actually seem that this woman is exactly that type of person. Poor, outcast, in need of God's help. And yet Jesus' first response to her is, "'Sorry, I don't have time for you. "'I came, not for you, but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel.'" So how do we make sense? Why why is Jesus acting this way? Well, the answer comes from this understanding the history of Solomon, the United Kingdom of Israel, and what happened after King Solomon. Because after King Solomon, the United Kingdom of Israel breaks. There is a sort of civil war, you can say, between the North and the South, and what was united is split. So that there's 10 tribes in the north part of Israel and two tribes in the south part of Israel. In the south part of Israel, it's Jerusalem, Judah, and the north there's these other 10 tribes. And geography makes a very big big important um, sense here because where Jesus is preaching right now in this moment is in the northern part of Israel. And why history is so important is because what happens as the kingdom of Israel splits In the year 722 BC, the kingdom of Assyria comes and conquers the northern kingdom. The house of Israel, it can be said. And the 10 tribes of the house of Israel, referring to just the northern kingdom, is lost. And in many ways, lost forever. They're taken away in exile, gone. And why Jesus performs his ministry in the northern part of Israel in Galilee is because he is coming to claim the lost tribes of Israel. He's coming to restore that which was lost, to bring out of disunity back into unity. And so Jesus here is, is saying to this woman, I have come here to help bring unity back to the people of Israel. And this woman is not an Israelite. She's actually a Canaanite. Someone who in the Old Testament you can read was actually the enemy of Israel. And God told them, the Israelites, to destroy the Canaanites because they were worshiping false gods. That they were not worshiping the God of Israel. And the Lord wanted to bring everybody together under one God. And so what you see in this passage is, Jesus is saying, listen, I have come to save the lost tribes of the house of Israel. I have come to restore unity to Israel. And once I do that, then we will go to the world. That is why he preaches to his apostles, you, the apostles, you and go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because before the church can go to the world, there has to be a unity in Israel. There has to be a peace, a restoration, a Messiah, someone that can come and unite all of this. And our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who says, yes, this is me. And I have come to restore things in their right order. So it's all about right order. And this kind of strange reaction to the Canaanite woman also makes sense of our second reading, where Paul is talking about the great gifts and the call of the people of Israel, that it's irrevocable. And it also makes sense of the first reading of the prophet Isaiah, where it says that there will be foreigners ministering in the temple and worshiping the God of Israel. Isaiah prophesies at the end of his book that there would be foreigners that would worship And so what Jesus is doing here was what we actually see is this woman who is a foreigner comes to worship the God of Israel in time. But ultimately Jesus is working in time and through right order. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us in our faith? Well, it means certainly that we need the faith that this woman has to be persistent in our prayer, to approach the Lord for all of our needs even if we don't get the answer we want right away. But it also just, I think it's a call for us to understand what it means to go to the lost tribes of our house. We talk about evangelization a lot in this church and in the Catholic Church, and rightly so. But so often the evangelization must go in two ways, first and foremost. We ourselves have to be evangelized. We have to come to know personally who Jesus is. We have to have healing, unity, and restoration in ourselves first and foremost. Then we can go out. Then also, who is evangelization for? I think primarily as we look at our campus at the University of Wisconsin, it's fallen away Catholics, people that were raised Catholic and are no longer going to church Think right now how many people you know in social circles that were raised Catholic and aren't coming to church. Those are the people we are called. Those are the people. If we just had Catholics here on Sunday at the University of Wisconsin, we would need to build a church three times as big to host everybody. And so we need to evangelize for sure. We need great faith to do that perseverance. But we first need to be evangelized ourselves and to reach out to those we know in the faith that have fallen away, to put our house in order before we put others in order as well. And so this set of readings, it's very unique, very interesting to understand how the Lord worked, who the Lord was calling, but to bring unity to the house of Israel, to a united Israel, to then allow the world to worship the God of Israel. The great sign of... The great paradoxical sign of Jesus as the Messiah is that the whole world comes to worship the God of Israel. And so for us, that right order, restoration, to worship, to be healed internally, then to go out and share that, especially with our friends who have fallen away. Let us pray for the great faith that this woman has, that this be our example, that we persevere in our faith no matter what.